Hello and welcome to Something Interesting. I'm Albert Berg, and for today's interesting thing, I wanted to share with you a practice that you can do that I believe could change your life. I initially was going to call this an exercise, but I realized that many of you may be couch potatoes and averse to the idea of me telling you how to move your body. And that's not what I'm doing today. It might be a good idea for you to get out and take a walk or whatever. That is not what this episode is going to be about, though. No, today I want to tell you about something that I'm taking inspiration from a stoic idea. Now, I say taking inspiration from because I actually want to put a little bit of my own spin on it, but the general idea that we're going to talk about today is called the view from above. Now, the view from above is, as I said, a practice or an exercise. Maybe you could call this a meditation that you can do in your everyday life, and hopefully it can help you to feel calmer, more fulfilled, more focused about what you need to do, less enmeshed in the problems of the now. Because that's a problem that a lot of us have, right? At some point in everybody's life, the now overwhelms us. The, The things of Everything that's coming in and bombarding me, if you have kids, your kids are asking you for something, you're maybe trying to listen to the radio, and so the radio's blaring off in the background, and on top of that, you're concerned about some other problem that's maybe coming up soon, and all of that stuff can cascade and make you worried, and frustrated, and angry, and stressed, and I am here to provide just a tiny bit of relief from that kind of stress. And the exercise goes something like this. Now, I will walk you through this if you're listening to this as you're engaged in one of these moments where people are yelling at you or screaming at you or maybe you're driving a car and you need to be focused at least somewhat on the road. I I will lay this out. I don't know if you're going to be able to do it in that kind of setting as well as you might be able to do it if you're able to find a moment to yourself and sit down and close your eyes with relatively few interruptions. So, let's imagine that you are sitting somewhere, relatively uninterrupted. What you're going to do is you're going to take your imagination and you're going to imagine yourself as a camera or as a person who can float, a ghost who has been able to float out of your body And your body's still there, everything's still fine, but you're going to float now out of yourself and into a corner of the room where you're sitting. And you can see yourself now. You can see yourself as someone else would see you. Now, you should not attempt to impose any of your personal judgments about how you feel about yourself, whether you're thinking that you are amazing looking or that you feel like you're completely stressed out and somebody would see you as totally frazzled, try to be somewhat objective about this. Don't bring yourself so far into this. The idea is that you're now separated from yourself a little bit. You're taking a step away. You are detached 
from the nowness of now, from the here-ness of the inside of your mind, and you're seeing things from just a little bit farther away. And maybe now, let, let's say you imagine this, maybe you do this when you're in the middle of an argument or being frustrated by something. Maybe you're, you're able to rewind yourself to one of those moments and view it from a farther away place where you're now someone else who's watching you have that interaction with your children or with somebody who irritated you. And maybe you come off as completely normal, or maybe you see yourself and you say, man, I didn't, I wasn't exactly the way that I wanted to be in that instance. And that distance, that detachment can give you the, the point of view to give yourself a kind of leverage to maybe break out of that just a little bit. But we're not done because now we're going to go back a little farther. The camera is going to zoom out a little bit and you can think of this as a physical zooming out. Maybe now you're up over your house, but don't try to imagine the specific architectural details of your house really clearly because what we're actually trying to do is see your relationships and the network of people around you. You might have a family, as I mentioned, children or a spouse or parents, people who interact with you on a regular basis. If you don't have that, you probably have some kind of a job or people that call you or regularly depend on you. Those are all of your connections. And I want you to think about yourself as an integral part of that network. See Again, as objectively as you can, where you fit into that. Are you a helper? Are you dragging them down? Probably the answer is a little of both, right? Because nobody's perfect. We haven't all got it completely 100% together. So there's probably some things that you're doing that are maybe not strengthening that network. But there are probably some things you're doing that are strengthening that network. You, you may be uh, helping people in your job to find the things that they need to find if you're working in a store or to solve the problems that they need to solve. Even if you're a salesman, right? You're Somebody came to you because they needed to trade their money that they have for a thing that would solve their problems. And that might not seem like the most glamorous or important job, but if you weren't there, if, if they couldn't trade that money for the thing that would solve their problems, they would have useless, you know, paper in their wallets and not a solution to their problems. So you, you can see yourself as a, as a force for good in those situations. And now, now you see yourself as a part of this web, of this network of people. And then you zoom out a little further, and you see your city. And your city is a, a massive web, right? Now, now you've kind of faded away a little bit. You're maybe not as seemingly significant. You can still see yourself down there. Let's make you a little brighter dot because that's you and you're important. Uh, and you you can see yourself, but now you see yourself not just affecting those people that come to you directly, but then those people are affecting other people and the actions that you have are rippling out and rippling out and rippling out. And it, it might surprise you the ways that those actions enter out. And now we zoom out again. We zoom out to a nation, to a whole country of people that are networked together like that. And again, you've grown a little bit less significant 
potentially maybe maybe you think now i can't see myself at all even if i make my dot brighter than all the other dots there's just too many of them there's too much of this noise and that's part of the point of the exercise at least initially is to as you zoom out realize that you're not horribly significant the the argument that you're embroiled in with your spouse or with your children or with that customer that really cheesed you off, those things don't matter as much in that larger web. Probably the ripples that you send out to a certain extent will die out. They, they won't necessarily end the world. And so that should give you some power to let go of some of that. And maybe you zoom out further. And now you have the whole world. And again, you're in space. And this is something that literally happens, by the way. We're, we're talking about this as a metaphor, as a seeing the, the network of things around you. But there are people who have literally managed to go as high as any human has ever gone in a satellite, in a space shuttle, up to the moon. And they look back at the Earth and the literal physical distance from the earth suddenly gives them a moment of clarity they see that the things that they might have thought were important are not as important that there are illusory walls around us that grow out of the fact that we can only see so far that we can only experience so much and once you're able to literally zoom out to literally detach yourself from all of that and look down on it. All of those things snap into a different kind of perspective. And you can go even further out than that. You can go so far out that the the solar system is now the, the focal point and the Earth itself is just a, a little shining dot going around a, a, a star somewhere and there's other planets that are going around and lots of other bodies and you can zoom out to the galaxy and now all of a sudden there's the the lots of stars and and the earth has completely disappeared and maybe you can't even find the sun and you can do this not only physically and spatially right but also in the perspective of history you can zoom out from your now into this right here is what is important and see yourself as someone over the course of a decade. What what were the important things over the course of a decade of your life? What what things made a difference? Was it that petty squabble that you had? Was it that person that annoyed you that one time? Did that change the course of your life? I hope not. It could have. It, it's possible that there was a moment in your life where that kind of petty annoyance actually made that kind of difference but i certainly hope that you've managed to avoid those kinds of cosmic shifts coming from such a small thing and then you can zoom out past the decade to maybe the the whole span of your life and you can see yourself as a child now and and the influences that you had and even back as an infant i've been as a sidebar i've been reading or listening to because i'm lazy the Confessions of St. Augustine, who was a, basically the first autobiography was written by him. Uh, arguably, Marcus Aurelius kind of preceded him, but his was more of a journal. But St. Augustine, 
and I'm still in the early stages of reading his book, so I can't speak to his whole scope of what he covers, but he actually goes back and thinks about himself as an infant and says, well, what was I like as an infant? I can't remember that, but I know from being told and from my experiences with other infants, the kinds of things that I would have done and the ways that I would have evolved as a person. And so he meditates on that as part of his idea of sort of understanding himself. And it's really impressive if you think about it. If you look at what you used to be, a blubbering, useless, pooping, screaming ball of nothing, right? Nothing but potential. And what can anybody do with potential? Potential is basically worthless. But somehow, that that weak, useless, screaming thing got a little bit better. It learned how to talk. I mean, I mean, if you've ever tried to learn a language at all, you know what an incredible feat that was. And it learned how to walk. And then it learned how to dance. Probably not very well, but I guarantee you, when some funky music comes on, you're moving your body to it. It's not just, here I am functioning as a person who can get from place to place. Your body became an extension of something that was so much deeper than just a function of here to there and get goal and you developed further and further and further and you matured and now hopefully you're an adult you may not be an adult if there's kids listening to this then you can think about this as an aspiration that one day you will become something like this that you will become stronger and more useful to the world and more useful to yourself but then you're not done zooming out because you got to zoom out further. You got to see yourself in the context of a century. And now all of a sudden your life is just a fraction of that time. And it really does help to know some history. To see the kinds of things that other people went through in the time before now. If you if you study World War 1 and World War 2 and think about the the Spanish flu and the Great Depression and there are so many details that even I am not able to to elaborate on because I have not studied this to the depth that I would like to. But the more you know about the times past, the more you, you're able to see how much other that there is. Now, remember, we already zoomed out physically to the whole globe and we saw that network of people each interacting with each other, but now you add the dimension of time and you stretch backwards and the interactions that those people had with the people before them and with their parents and with the things that were left to them from the past and those connections going back and back and back and then you zoom out further and you've got a millennia. And again, as we talked about, your dot seems to grow smaller and less bright. And maybe as you zoom out further, maybe you go out farther and farther and, and you think about the span of thousands of years and you think to yourself, wow, my life doesn't matter. I am insignificant. And there is a, a positive aspect to that insignificance. We already touched on it to a degree because there is a sense in which you can look at your life and say, okay, these details will not matter. 
But you can, I think, take that in the wrong direction. You can say, well, I'm insignificant. Look at this vast span of history. Look at these billions of people on this planet and all of the, the massive numbers of people that came before me that names I won't know and my name won't be known into the future. What good is it? What good is it to do anything? Why try? Why even attempt to matter in a world where I clearly do not? And that is, I think, the wrong lesson to take. I don't think that the lesson that you ought to take from the view from above is that you don't matter. And here is the part where I'm going to introduce maybe a new element to this idea because now now we're thinking of ourselves from this zoomed out point of view but let's zoom back in just a minute and now instead of seeing yourself as a person in a room i want to instead imagine you as a tree now this might seem weird why am i imagining myself as a tree like what does that mean not literally, okay? You don't have to think too hard about bark and uh, the specifics of, of what a tree is as far as like down in the granular sense. But I want you to think about the shape of a tree. What is a tree? It's, it's a thing with roots that go down into the earth and spread out like you. You have roots from the into the past that you are drawing on, right? You have parents that'd probably be your taproot right your your thing that most defines how you stand is the the relationship that you had with your parents and what they gave you genetically and mentally and philosophically and all of those things those things inform you but then off of those you have friends that you knew and family members that were not as close but still important to you and and then you think about how those roots go back further into the ground and those people had people who mattered to them. And to you, they're, they're small, smaller and farther away, but they're all leading up to you, to the singular you, to the trunk of who you are. And then coming up out of you is a thousand branches of possibility. Now, in the most literal physical sense, you could think of this as your either potential or your reality of being able to have children. Uh, I think of it in this way a lot because I like to think of myself as uh, in, in this flow, right? In this position in history. And I think of my, my three children that I have right now and maybe children I will have in the future as being these kinds of branches that will go on beyond me that are a part of me and yet distinct from me. And there is something about that that gives a particular kind of significance to my life. Now, you may not have kids. Maybe you're listening to this and you say, Albert, that's useless to me. I don't have kids. But you do still have branches of influence. You are still sending things out from yourself as you interact with people, as you plan your life and make your life in a certain way. You are sending off shoots and branches and leaves springs of possibility come out of you at every point of your life and now i want you to think about yourself and, and you've thought about yourself as this tree 
But now, as we've done already several times before, let's zoom out. And now that you zoom out, you see that the tree that you were is actually a branch. And rather than having roots going into the ground, the roots that you have are actually a, a part of a larger branch. Because someone else was the tree before you. Someone else sent out their shoots of possibility and it, it became your life. And it, arguably many other people did. There's obviously a lot of complexity in how all this stuff works. But you have grown out of the, the branch of history. And, and this tree now that you're seeing that you're only a branch on, if you zoom out further, you see that it too is only a branch in a larger tree of a more complex history. And you can keep doing this. You can keep zooming out and zooming out. If you look at a twig, it has the same shape as the tree. It still has the branches going off, even down to the tiniest leaf. The tiniest, seemingly most insignificant leaf has that central vein and then the the tiny pieces that come out and spread into the world to make a difference and you can see yourself as the tree or the leaf equally the leaf itself is not important the leaf can fall to the ground and die and the tree will probably be okay but the tr the leaf is the image of the tree the tree itself only exists as a, a repeating pattern further and further and further out into itself. And so it is not wrong to see yourself simultaneously as the insignificant leaf, which can fall to the earth and die and not matter, and as the single tree that is at the center of everything. And I think that a lot of our problems of meaning today come from not being able to see ourselves in this image. We either look at ourselves as only the tree and forget how dependent we are as a tiny leaf that is just a bare spring of a bud on the massive form of history. Or we look at ourselves as only the leaf and not as the image of the branch who is the image of the tree that is everything. I think that there is power in that idea. That you are simultaneously everything and nothing. If you are too close to the everything, you become proud and you think, that the tiniest insignificant slight is a ruination of the world. But if you're too far from that, if you're too close to the insignificance, and you say, I am but a leaf, then the, you will not properly consider the way that your actions affect the whole. Those people that you have forgotten their names were still a part of your history. They are the bricks that hold up the wall that you stand on today. If enough of them cracked, the wall would collapse. And we have seen instances in history where the wall collapses because too many people cracked. Too many single individuals altogether 
became a part of something that was decaying and corrupt and they did not hold up their portion of the wall. They did not hold out the branch that they were meant to send out into the world. And their part of the tree, their part of the wall collapsed into ruin. You are nothing. And you are everything. And if you keep both of those things in mind, you have a shot at walking the right path. Thank you for listening.